Hey team, let's get in the van and head up to New York City to record our podcast live on New Year's Eve. Uh-oh, that didn't sound good. Steve, okay. you know what that was? No, but, but like we got to get off the road here. I think uh, everything's going dead. Might be the uh, alternator. Oh, no. Uh, I don't know what that is, but it doesn't, it doesn't sound good. All right, uh, so I'll, I'll pull over. Gosh, I, you know, this is, I guess, the consequence of uh, making our official Freddie Mac multifamily podcast vehicle in 1995 Ford Aerostar, but uh, maybe... Maybe we'll have it in the budget to get something just a little bit newer. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, somebody make a call and hopefully we can get a tow truck out here or somebody who knows what they're doing. Um, while we wait, thinking back, you know, th- this has been a, it's been a different year after the past, after the past couple, you know, being working from home so much, doing, doing so much virtually. We've been back in the office this year. What, what, do, you, what do you listen to on the way into work? You know, when uh, when my kids are in the car, they they provide me plenty of new uh, insights into uh, current music. But uh, you know, when I'm on my own and with uh, with things changing so quickly, most of my commutes uh, kind of listening to Bloomberg Radio. You know, me the numbers guy and trying to figure out what's going on in a changing economy. But I know you've probably got a lot more interesting things. What what do you listen to on your commute, Corey? Well- uh, we'll say interesting to me, at least, I guess. <laughs> it sounds like you try to stay connected on your way in, and, and uh, I try to disconnect on my way in and on the way out, but I don't know that it always works. Uh, I tend to listen to a lot of like music interviews and stuff, um, uh, listen to a lot of music. I was listening to one one of my favorite guitar players, because uh, that, that's kind of my, my thing outside of work, uh, Jim Campolongo. Uh, listened to a great interview uh, with him talking about moving to New York City, getting a start here after he'd already had some success in San Francisco. And that just, that got me thinking about housing. And, you know, he, he's telling a story about just sleeping on couches as he was getting a start. And, you know, New York being such an expensive market, but also such a hub for, for musicians uh, and really great music just got me thinking back too about like, you know, how much does, and this is what my commute ends up being, so can't really disconnect that much, but how much, how much influence like music and housing have, have on each other? You know, thinking about, um, you know, a couple of years ago uh, on the podcast, we had Mindy Thompson full of, and I was thinking about some of her work and, and her book Root Shock, where she talks about uh, the Hill District in Pittsburgh and the history of like really great jazz there. And, and uh, thinking about, you know, how, how some of that, like, you know, housing and, and, and music comes together there. And, you know, I listen to a lot of like Wes Montgomery, really like, really like Wes Montgomery. And like, he's got a really unique way of playing guitar with his thumb. Turns out that came about so he could be relatively quiet and uh, not disturb the neighbors. So his housing situation there just comes into, uh, you know, a whole, whole style of, of music, his whole career. Um, and so much that came out of that. It's just uh, so I guess I don't disconnect on the way in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, you know, as we're sitting here stuck with the broken down van, um, it, it reminds me of some of the podcasts that uh, that we've done this year. As you mentioned, one from the previous year, you're talking about how uh, you know being quiet for your neighbors affects things and kind of where 
Wes Montgomery was with that. Uh, reminds me of our podcast with Esperanza and uh, the Reverend Luis Cortez and how he started. He's clergy, right? He's uh, obviously the reverend. And, uh, and people in that position, they have such a great connection to what's going on in their local communities, people um, sharing their struggles and sharing what they're dealing with. And when he started something in 1986, trying to help his community, it was related to affordable housing. And, and it's remarkable how uh, we've been looking at it for not quite that long, um, but housing becomes such an important issue, but we point to it being something that goes back a long ways. And uh, whether it's at the, you know, the higher level or more granular, um, uh, it's definitely captured. And, I th- and, and it was just truly inspiring what um, he and his faith-based community could kind of build up from um, looking at housing and looking at what they can do in the community. I thought that was really a fantastic one. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that, that conversation as well need to let the tow truck driver know where we are. Um, hey, uh, Dalton, um, you know, you're in the van too. Uh, do you have any sense of where we are right now? Yeah, I'm not quite sure, Corey. I think we're somewhere in between exit three and four of the New Jersey Turnpike. All right. That is going to take a while. I don't think we're going to make it to, uh, to Times Square to do this live podcast tonight. So while we're here, uh, and I guess it's going to be a while, Jenny, what, what's your 2022 been like? What have you been thinking about? Well, Corey, um, during the pandemic, I started playing some games on my Nintendo Switch. They're commonly referred to as cozy games. One that comes to mind when I think of housing is Animal Crossing's Happy Home Paradise. You have to usually design these homes based on a list of requirements. And it kind of reminded me of the challenges we face in the industry and you know how difficult it can be creating communities that really resonate with residents. Yeah, I know that one, Jenny. And actually, like my kids are, uh, my kids play the Switch a lot, and and uh, they're always like on Minecraft and a bunch of other games. And I keep thinking, like they tell me about what they're doing, and like they're building houses in the games. So, like finally, my kids are actually going to become housers. And then then I'll call them on it, and they're like, No, absolutely not. I'm never going to do what you do, Dad. Uh, but you know, so maybe maybe we'll get them one day. Uh, Dalton, what about you? What have you been thinking about? Well, I don't know if either of you guys caught the recent Top Gun film, but there was a single family home in that. And that really brought my mind back to housing. <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Excellent. And um, Raquel, what what about you? Do you watch Top Gun movie? Did that bring your mind back to housing or were, were you thinking about some other stuff this year? Yeah, I mean, I'm a Tom Cruise fan, but I don't know if I follow up with all the latest Top Gun movies. Um, no, I recently listened to an audiobook called Nomadland, and it was really great, showing how people are kind of taking some innovative um, approaches to affordable housing, single-family housing. So it was good. Fantastic. I think uh, we will we will have to put that on uh, for some of our some of our ride once we get the van going again. And uh, you know, speaking of that. Steve, what what else? What do you want to put on our playlist for the rest of our ride here? <laughs> well, I think if we want to cheer ourselves up, I think what we should do is probably turn it over to the uh, Ivory Prize uh, podcast of ours, because you know I don't know anybody more cheerful and more excited about the future of housing and how things can uh, get resolved than um, than Kent Colton. 
And uh, he always comes with incredible stories of what's being done in the market to kind of push things forward. And this one was especially great this year because we had Abby Ivory involved as well and kind of heard about the whole process as to how they get to their winners and how they learn about uh, innovation in the housing market. Yeah, I always enjoy that episode and and uh, really, really like hearing, hearing some of the great things going on and, and some of that's really cutting edge stuff. And that is absolutely what uh, what the market needs right now. I and mean, with such an such a supply shortage, such an affordability uh, challenge across the country. Um, innovation is critical to getting us all out of that. Um, but how about you then, Corey? What, what about your favorites? What should we put on? Yeah, I think, and and on that that supply question a bit, I think you know I would love to re-listen to uh, to our interview that that just recently uh, came out with Jason Pugh. I I thought that was just a fantastic discussion. You know, I, I've always sort of secretly wanted to be an architect, but have none of the talent or patience to, to actually do it. Um, and, and you know, Jason had just some really fantastic perspective. And what I think is so interesting about it, too, is, you know, we in the, in the housing finance side, right, we sort of see the market from certain angles, right? And building design and architecture is not one of those all the time, right? So I thought... That episode just was really great at shining a light on on some different perspectives there and how important that is and the, the whole process that architects go through that's beyond just the building, right? The community engagement, that whole thinking around it is just so important. And I think a lot of great lessons, a lot of great lessons there for, for all of us as, you know, in the different parts of the industry. That's for sure. Hey, it looks like our tow truck driver is here and it looks like... It looks like they actually brought a car for us, and it it's a 1996 Ford Aerostar. So hopefully <laughs> this one will get us past exit four. But yeah, it's been a great year working with you, Steve, and a, a great year working with you, Jenny and Dalton and Raquel. And it's going to be a great van ride to New York, but we may just miss the ball dropping this year. Still, we'll have fun. Sounds great. As always, just really want to thank all the guests that we had on the show and all the listeners we've had. And it's such a pleasure doing this uh, as a team and talking to so many great people. And, and uh, it's really wonderful that we've got so many people listening in and, and learning from all these great guests that we have throughout the year. And we will see you in 2023. The Freddie Mac Multifamily Podcast is produced and supported by a team of our Freddie Mac colleagues, including our production leads, Jenny Wynn and Raquel Sams, and audio producer, Dalton Okola. To listen to more and keep up with the latest episodes, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And check our website, mf.freddymac.com slash research for the full catalog of podcast episodes and original Freddie Mac research.